Because when we try to change something from a hate, what's going to be born more hate, more dislike. But when we lovingly evolve something we do not like about ourselves, then it changes and it becomes so, so beautiful. Therefore, to go back to your original question, what I encourage and what I would say for everyone out there listening, if there's something about you that you do not like, that you do not accept about yourself, start with just learning to accept it. Try to accept it. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Perfectly Broken Podcast. Just like the Japanese art of Kintsugi, we're not trying to hide the cracks of our broken past, but rather highlight those struggles with gold. I will be vulnerable, real, and raw with y'all as we figure out how we can turn the damaged pottery of our lives into stunning works of art that are even more beautiful than we ever thought possible. Welcome back to the Perfectly Broken Podcast, y'all. Today I have a very special guest. Ruby is not only a good friend of mine, but you guys would not be listening to me today if it weren't for Ruby. When I say that she is the absolute best podcast producer, I do not say that lightly. I found her because Rachel Gibbler, who, you know, is a globally ranked podcast, she uses Ruby as her podcast producer. And so we connected through Rachel's Manny Yoom. Ruby is not only a podcast expert, but she's a limb difference advocate, an international speaker. She's a podcast host and she's an entrepreneur. So this girl is not just a pretty face. (laughs) Why don't you give a little bit of information about yourself? I know that you were born with a limb difference and it so easily could have held you back in life and you so easily could have fallen into that victim mode. I would love to hear just your story. Oh, well, thank you, Danny. That was the most beautiful introduction. <laughs> it's such an honor to be on your podcast. Like you said, I was born with a physical difference and That looks different for everyone. For me, my left arm cuts at like the elbow kind of thing. Yeah, I always get shoulders and elbow mixed up in my head, but it's elbow. (laughs) Growing up, I really didn't notice any difference. I was like in elementary school, I was in gymnastics, I was in cheerleading and soccer, basketball, whatever, all the things. Mm -hmm. I was never made to feel any difference at all. It wasn't until I was in middle school. Mm. that I started bullying myself. So no one around me was telling me anything. Really? That's interesting. Because for me, in middle school, I was bullied so bad that I was suicidal. And like Uh middle school is such a rough year as we're getting into our preteens and the hormones. And so that's fascinating that you weren't bullied by others. You bullied yourself. Yeah. So I was, it's sad to say lucky enough, but like, it's the reality of it, right? I was lucky enough to not be bullied by my peers. It was pretty great, but I started noticing I was different. Mm. Therefore, if I was in the basketball team and we lost the basketball games, I convinced myself 
it was because of me. It was because I wasn't fully able. No one else was saying this, not the coaches, not my teammates, but myself. So I stopped doing a lot of the things that I love to do. I stopped playing sports. I stopped hanging out with friends. And this continued for about 10 years of like me just like becoming aware of my physical and becoming so ashamed of it that I started wearing like long sleeves to hide it. Every picture would be like from here up. And it was just looking back now really sad. But back then I convinced myself, oh, that's just my style. Oh, I don't like playing sports anymore. Oh, I would rather not hang out with friends. I'm more of an indoor person. So like I told myself all these stories Mm -hmm. that I ended up believing myself. And I know you know this, but the mind is a powerful, powerful that whatever you're feeding it, it becomes your reality. So for me, my reality was I am not worthy because I am different. Mm -hmm. That became my reality. So you know, high school Latinas, we were having quinceañeras and I would like drop out of my friend's quinceañeras because their dresses were strapless and I didn't want to show my difference. But I wasn't communicating that because I didn't know that was what was happening, you know? Yeah. And so fast forward, I move out of my city. I go to LA to pursue a career in music And that was extremely fun. I've been songwriting since I was seven. So being able to be in the industry and get into the record labels, go to Grammys, work with some of my favorite artists, that was so fun. But that added to that layer of I am not worthy enough to be in these rooms, even though I was in those rooms. So I kept layering on top of you're not worthy. You don't deserve this. Why are you here? Everyone's looking at you. Everyone's talking about you kind of thing that after high school when I was doing this in LA I just became the person that sat in the back I really wouldn't share my opinion I agreed with everyone else's opinions therefore I lost my sense of self I lost my voice and our voice is the most powerful tool we have as humans and so I became very depressed and by like very depressed I meant externally I looked very successful you know, in the studio with these artists, I was going to the Grammys, I was going to the VMAs, whatever. However, internally, I was miserable. I lived in the middle of Hollywood and Hollywood's a pretty dangerous place, you know. And I would like walk my puppy at night by myself because I was like, I don't want to go outside. I would only go outside like for school, for work and like studio sessions. And that's about it. So it was like all these layers of putting myself down. Fast forward to when I'm 22. I remember at this point, my boyfriend had moved in with me. We were living together and I was happy. But I looked at a photo of myself from a trip and I did not recognize myself. I was smiling, but I looked sad. I had gained over 225 pounds or something like that. And given I'm five foot. So like I carry my weight pretty, pretty noticeably. And that was the happiest I had ever been. And I was just like, I had this moment of realizing if something does not change, I will not be here a year from now. Oh, wow. Wow. And to take that wake up call. So where did you go with that? Yeah. So from there, I decided, you know what, 
I love the music industry, but this is just so toxic for me. So I quit my job at the record label and I found a normal job. And I started searching for what the next step was. For me, that looked like hiring a health coach, a trainer. Therefore, it started as a health journey. And when I started losing the weight, I was like, something is still missing. So it was in the physical. So I was like, okay, what's missing? And I searched up how to be happy. But I searched it instead of going to Google, I searched it in the podcast app, which I had never opened in my life. Really? Yes. I had no idea that that's how you, wow. I've yep. goosebumps like after, okay, continue your story because yeah. now it makes so much more sense. <laughs> Absolutely. It was like the first time I had ever opened the podcast app. I didn't even know what podcasts were at this point, uh-huh. but I was like, cool to open the, the Apple podcast on my phone. So the first podcast that came out was Earn Your Happy by Lori Harder. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but that podcast, when I tell you it changed my life, like it was the first time that I remembered I had a say in my own life. I remembered that if I was not happy with something, I could change it. Mm -hmm. So this podcast just did for me what I've been wanting to do through my music, which was make someone feel something save someone from themselves almost so I binge listened to her podcast and at the time she was actually launching her book and she was doing this book tour there was one that was happening in Arizona I think two like that weekend it was like two days before the the book event and I remember I had work but I was like I'm not gonna go to work I need to go to this event and I remember <laughs> telling my boyfriend Kyle I was like um we're calling out of work we're gonna go to this event we're driving you're driving me and he was like oh, okay like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> we ended up going I ended up meeting Lori and Sarah Pendrick which was one of my first mentors in this space And that just opened my life to what is known as like the self-development industry and the coaching industry. It just completely changed my life. So one thing led to another. I ended up hiring my first business coach. She asked me, what is the scariest thing you could do? And I said, speak in front of people, like share my story. Mm -hmm. And she goes, okay, cool. You're going to start a podcast. And I was like, "Um, no, I'm not. Are you okay? But here's the thing. I had all the training to start a podcast because in the music industry, I have my audio engineering degree. Therefore, Mm -hmm. I know audio very well. So I was like, I could technically do this. But even then, it took me 10 months to finally launch my podcast. This Mm -hmm. was in 2019. So I launched my podcast and I started sharing my story. But to the point where I was like little bits and pieces and I was like molding myself into what I thought a podcaster sounded like, what a podcaster should look like. My cover was me in like a pink dress. Oh my God, I did not picture that with you. Yeah, no, like totally opposite because I thought that's what would do well. And it didn't care, but there was that element of authenticity that was missing, but it did well enough that people were reaching out to me being like, hey, I've been listening to your podcast and it literally saved my life. Hey, like I learned this, I learned that. I was like, oh, wow, this is powerful. I remember going to my business coach at the time 
and telling her, okay, cool. I have this thing going. The podcast is kind of doing okay, but I need to make money. I don't want to work at a nine to five my whole life. Like, I don't want to do this. And she's like, well, why don't you edit for other people? And I was like, who's going to pay someone to edit <laughs> podcast like that was just so ridiculous to me because it was such an easy thing for me to do for myself yeah it was so natural for you exactly so I was like who's gonna pay for that and a lot of times we get stuck in that like we're so used to our talents that we're like no one's gonna pay for that oh my god that's so true Mm -hmm. that's so true Yeah, I see that with all my friends in the industry of being like, well, no one's going to pay for that. But we could dive into that later. And so I was like, no, like, whatever. I kind of ignored her. I kid you not. After my call with her, I'm like, whatever, I'm going to scroll on Instagram. I opened Instagram. And one of my favorite podcasters at the time, she was a top like 10 Forbes podcaster. Like this girl was massive. She had posted on her story, hey, I'm looking for a new editor. And I was like, cool universe. Cool. Right. So I DM her little, how old is I? 22, 23. Me, super ballsy. I just DM her and I was like, oh, I know how to edit podcasts. Given I had only edited mine at the time. So I had never done this for anyone, especially not like a top Forbes podcaster. Right. Like, absolutely not. She DMs back and she's like, okay, cool. Can I send you an episode to try out? And I was like, yeah, sure. I was at work. And she's like, can you have it by tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm at work. I get out at like 5, 5.30. I get home, I eat, and I dive into this episode. And I want to make sure this episode is incredibly... It was like an hour-long episode. Took me literally all night because I was being super critical about every aspect. I sent it to her. And that next day, she was like, this is so fire. You're such an audio ninja. I'm hiring you. How much do you charge? I'm like freaking out. This is so cool. And I was like, how much do I charge? And so I was like, what sounds good? And I was like, $1,000 for three months. And she's like, cool, easy, done. That's like the cheapest that she's ever done. Yeah, probably. She like PayPal's me or sells me or something on the day. And I remember being so, so excited. I'm given like, now I would never charge $1,000 for three months. That's fucking insane. That just like kickstarted but now has been my career for the past four years, five years, and something that I've grown so passionately about and found such a purpose through. Mm. So that's literally my whole story of how I got here. Yeah, that's incredible. And y'all, when I say Ruby is the podcast producing queen, first of all, you are the best hype queen out of Mm. anyone I know. You see potential in people. You see the the opportunities that we have to share our voice and you're so encouraging and supportive and bring out the best in us. When I came to you and I was like, I think I like maybe want to do a podcast. You were so supportive and encouraging and helped me 
with every step of the way. So if y'all are, I've had so many of my coaching clients really interested in starting their own podcast. Mm -hmm. I always send them in your direction because you have so many different opportunities to work with you as well. I hired you for my launch and then you were editing my podcast for a while. And Mm -hmm. oh my God, y'all, Ruby goes so far above and beyond. (laughs) And then you also have your program. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, let me back up a little bit with the hyping of everyone up. I honestly believe everyone needs to share their story, whether they do it in the capacity of a podcast, social media, whatever that looks like, or at home with their closest people. We all have a story that gets to impact so many people. So the moment we share that, that's when shit happens. And so if my job requires me hyping you up and convincing you or reminding you that you need to share your story, I truly mean it, whether you work with me or not, start sharing your story. But yeah, the core is the program. So it's called Launch Your Fucking Podcast. Which I love. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And it's four modules. Basically, I take you from whether it's just I kind of want to start a podcast and don't know what to talk about. Or I I have a full-fledged out idea. This program is for you because I literally take you from the foundation work into recording into like the structure of it into a launch strategy and it's just all given to you it's broken down into four modules each module I believe has anywhere from two to four classes if I remember correctly depending on if you're doing the self-paced version or the group program version which the group program is launching in in a week on the 29th okay Um, 29th yeah, so self-paced, you can buy it wherever. That one's nine ninety seven, And the group program one, that one includes live calls. So every week we're on a live call. You have access to me. There's a Telegram group and so on and so forth. So it's more support. They could jump in either one. It's the same course. Just one is more support, more group environment. And the other one's just if you just kind of want to vibe and do it yourself. It's great to have those different options. And the fact that you have in this period of time that I've known you, first of all, we went to Rachel's retreat together and I got to actually hug you and see you in person. And that connection is incredible. And to see you really step into your purpose I love the power of our stories. And, you know, my niche in coaching is vulnerability and learning to use your voice to build that connection and get the support and everything. And then it's ironic that we are talking today because this week, my episode that's going to come out is all about journaling. Right. And you are the journaling queen. It's funny because I talked about you in my journaling episode without realizing that you and I were going to be talking the very next week. Of course. Of course, divine timing as always. (laughs) Always. Yes, journaling is such a massive part Mm -hmm. of my personal journey. Like I said, I've been songwriting since I was seven and songwriting is a form of journaling. Oh, that's so true. 
It's getting your emotions, your thoughts, your imagination on paper. And so if I put it that way, I've been journaling since I was seven, right? Mm -hmm. And journaling has just unlocked a deeper layer of myself, a deeper relationship within myself. And part of me coming into my purpose, which you mentioned recently happened, if that reminder of what my purpose was, is that my voice matters. A massive part of my voice is the words I write. It is the things that I channel through divine, if you believe in God, divine, whatever it is. The words, the messages I channel and write down, those are part of my soul's voice. Therefore, at this retreat, when my purpose was handed to me and reminded to me, it was a feeling of, I need to step into this version of me. I need to start sharing more of the words that are being written. And I kind of already did this for the past like two years of sharing journal prompts. Mm-hmm. And then I launched my journal, journaled on Amazon. But now taking it even deeper on creating the 15-day challenge that ends tomorrow and helping people find their voice, not helping, I don't want to say helping, supporting people, reminding people of the power of their voice through these journal prompts that are very, very intentional, very, very much channeled is just so incredible to witness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those journal prompts, you post them on your stories and they are so thought provoking because the way that I do my journaling is I just do like stream of consciousness. Yes. And the way those prompts that you provide are clearly from the divine because they just get so deep and they really allow us to go inward and ask ourselves the powerful questions and then use our voice on paper to get that out. I wish that everyone could learn the power of using your voice. Yeah. Yeah. And that is why, like, I am so thankful for the group of women that we're surrounded by, because the more I have these conversations, simply this conversation with you, Danny. This is a reminder from both of us to every single person listening that when you speak up, when you use your voice, magical shit happens. Mm, Like I witnessed it with you, Danny, when you launched your podcast. Mm. It unlocked something not only in me as I was editing, but in your listeners, I'm sure, and within yourself. Every episode, you feel more confident in yourself. You feel like, you know what, this is my story and you're owning it. Mm -hmm. And like kind of going back to when I was so ashamed of my story versus now, the biggest thing is that I fully, fully owned who I am. Therefore, no one can come and tell me something that I don't already know. No one can use my story against me because I am fully, fully anchored. And that is my story. It may not be the best. It might not be the prettiest, but it's my story. Like when we own our story, it 
is so empowering and it takes away others ability to bring us down because I'm like, no, this is who I am. This is my truth and take it or leave it. If you don't like it, that's totally your right. And that's fine. But I have confidence in myself for doing the best I can in life. And I've made so many mistakes. That's part of this human experience and learning from them and growing from them. And the more that I share everything, the good, the bad, the ugly on my podcast, the more I am coming back to myself. And the more I share these things, like it's scary to be vulnerable. It's scary to put out some of the parts of your story that are a little more risky or a little more vulnerable or emotional or scary in whatever way. But it's just so liberating too to get it out. I was reading recently in something about how storytelling is the connector that we Mm -hmm. all need because you share part of your story and it connects someone because someone's like, oh my God, that makes sense. Or I went through that, or I thought I was so alone and I was the only person. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just connecting with people, but it's giving them permission to share their story and to be authentic. Because I always say this from like years ago, if no one is talking about it, it is your responsibility to talk about it, to bring that conversation to the table, because someone's either going through it, has gone through it, or will go through it, and they're just too fucking ashamed to bring the conversation to the table. Therefore, if you're looking around like no one is going through what I'm going through, then talk about it. Mm. Be the first one. And like you said, it like gives you your power back when you share your story. Because, for example, Danny, when you went online and you shared your story so beautifully that you were going or are going through an eating disorder, sorry, is it work? Yeah. Well, it's technically like eating disorders are a lifeline, a lifelong thing. So even though I haven't engaged in eating disorder behaviors in four years, I still, yeah. even today, I am feeling a little off simply because I went to a big meal and I finished the entire thing. And then I got home and I was like, man, I should have only eaten a portion of that and taken the rest home for dinner. Mm -hmm. I just got in my head. And so I always have the eating disorder thoughts. It's just a matter of acting on them or not. Got it. Got it. So when you first shared Mm -hmm. this journey on social media, right, that was you taking your power back. Versus imagine having this secret before you shared it and someone being like, well, if you don't do this, I'm going to go and share your secret. Or like, you know, the whispers around social media of like, oh my God, did you hear Danny has an eating disorder? That is so giving your power away to other people. But when you go and you're like, this is my fucking truth. No one can take that away from you. God, that it's so true because as I started to share just with one or two people about my eating disorder, it was still my deep, dark secret. And I had one of my best friends and I had a falling out and it was completely my fault because I was 
self-sabotaging at that time. I had zero self-worth. And so I self-sabotaged that relationship and she threw my eating disorder in my face. She Mm. said something along the lines of, why don't you just go eat yourself to death? And it crushed me. It felt like a stab in the heart. Then eventually I shared it with the world And then later on, and I talked about it in my dating with an eating disorder episode, I had some guy throw it in my face. And by that time, I'd already shared it. And so it was like, okay, like, ha ha, like, fuck you. If you want to try to throw this in my face, I've already owned this story. I've already accepted that this is where I'm at. And I'm not going to allow your pettiness to cut me anymore like it used to exactly because at that point you had taken that power back no one could take away what you already own right yes before it's so magical and life-changing and you don't have to own your truth in front of the internet like you and I chose to do so (laughs) you could simply just like own it with your peers with your family Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I love that you brought up the eating disorder because I was on your podcast. Mm -hmm. Your podcast is called Flaunt Your Flaws. Yes. And we talked about the difference between an eating disorder and disordered eating. And that was vulnerable for me because even though I can say that I am no longer engaging in eating disorder behavior, I had to face the fact and it was doing the research for our conversation that made me realize I still had very disordered eating. The fact that you provided that safe space to have an open dialogue and talk through it and you were so supportive and it helped me to own it myself. And once I was able to own it, I was able to work on it then. Yes. Really get back into a truly healthy eating way. And, you know, I love that you have taken your limb difference and been able to own it. And I mean, I see you as, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I see you as this confident, like bad bitch Mm. is just such a beautiful soul inside and out. And so I love seeing you being yourself in all of your beauty. Mm. I fully receive that, Danny. Thank you so much, especially because this is something pretty new for me. Really? Yes. Although... I've been more comfortable in my skin since 2019 when I started this journey. It's been a process. Mm -hmm. It's been a process. And these past two months, actually, through the retreats, I was really able, just like my podcast provided for you that opportunity to reflect on your current reality. The retreats that I have just been on back to back gave me that space to reflect on, yeah, maybe I'm not wearing long sleeves anymore, but I still hide my difference. I'm not 100% myself all the time. And so for the past two months, I've been really, really intentional on creating content and not just like online, but even on my day-to-day basis, 
on really owning my physical difference, really owning my whole self, totally, mm-hmm. completely as I am. And that looks like creating content around my limb difference on social media. Like April was limb difference awareness. And I made like this short series of me doing different things with the limb difference and like putting myself on camera that way. I, in real life, that looks like wearing tank tops, wearing <laughs> tank tops in my day-to-day life, not caring if people turn and look and like embracing that and being okay with, hey, you know what? I am physically different and that is beautiful. And what's happened is I've noticed a lot more people that have physical differences in my real life environment. Whereas before, when I was still kind of ashamed of it, it felt like I was the only one with the physical difference. And like for the past two months, I've consistently, at least once every time I go out, I see someone with the physical difference Mm. because I am now open and I am at that frequency of, I'm not the only one that was made different and it's all beautiful. Therefore, when that like shift, my frequency completely shifted, my reality shifted, and I am noticing that there is other people like me and not everyone is staring. Not everyone is like wondering what is quote unquote wrong with me. You know, so, yeah, if you could give one piece of advice for those of us, even though I don't have a limb difference and I have been born able bodied and that's made my life easier, but we all have our insecurities, we all Absolutely. have our struggles. Do you have any advice for those of us who see our differences and are so self-conscious about them and want to hide them? Mm. Oh, I love this question and this invitation for me to step into this role, I guess. What's coming up right now? Mm. So everyone has something that we do not like about ourselves that we don't fully accept about ourselves. And that's okay. That's normal. However, I encourage you to start seeing the beauty and those flaws. And that is why I called my podcast Flaunt Your Flaws, right? To start seeing the beauty in those flaws. And you don't have to love it right now. You don't have to be like, oh my God, I fully embrace myself and like this thing I don't like because that's not reality. The reality is you can't just be like, I love my limb difference and then all of a sudden you're going to love it. That's not how it works. It's a process. And I invite you to start to learn to accept that part of you first off, especially if it's something you cannot change. If it's something you can change, I still invite you to accept it before you try and change it. Because when we try to change something from a hate, what's going to be born more hate, more dislike. But when we lovingly evolve something we do not like about ourselves, then it changes and it becomes so, so beautiful. 
Therefore, to go back to your original question, what I encourage and what I would say for everyone out there listening, if there's something about you that you do not like, that you do not accept about yourself, start with just learning to accept it. Try to accept it. And I invite you to stand in front of a mirror and look at yourself. And for every wrong thing you see of your body, remind yourself of something you love about yourself. Mm, Yes. And even like, for me, I have always been because you know, I really struggle with body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. So when I looked in the mirror for all of my teenage adult life, I only saw my cellulite and my stretch marks. That's all I saw. And it wasn't until just recently, probably six months or so ago, that I started to every morning, I go in the mirror and I sleep in my underwear. And so I don't have pants on. I used to avoid the mirror when I didn't have pants on. Now, every morning I go in there and I'm like, damn, look at that butt. Like, get it, girl. I speak positive affirmations. And at first, it felt like a lie. Yeah. It felt like I was bullshitting, just saying what I was supposed to say, but I didn't believe it. And I kept on doing it and I kept on doing it. Now I've gotten to a point and my body has not changed. I still have those cellulite and stretch marks. But now I look in the mirror in the morning and I'm like, you know what? You've worked hard in the gym and you're finally getting a butt to be proud of. And I'm able to own it and recognize that I'm never going to be able to get rid of those cellulite and stretch marks. Like that's part of my human body and that's perfectly fine and that's beautiful the sooner I learn to quit fighting it the sooner I can learn to accept it the happier and I can say that wholeheartedly I am so much happier now so much happier Mm. now that I'm choosing to actively focus on the positives and accept the things that for so long I saw as my flaws. I'm able to flaunt them. You know, hell, I do naked yoga on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. And following people online that do have those imperfections that you see in yourself, because we're a lot harder on ourselves than we are on others. Yes, that's so true. That's a really Mm -hmm. good point because that's actually one of the main reasons why I've learned to love my own body as is Mm -hmm. because I have unfollowed all of the fits for what do they call like fit inspiration? Inspiration. Yeah, I've unfollowed all the ones that made me feel bad about myself. And it's not their fault, but, you know, if they are curating these perfect bodies and editing and, you know, everything that goes on behind the scenes, then I feel I allow that to make me feel less than about myself. I recognize that and I don't want to continue to perpetuate that. So I unfollowed them and I found other accounts with women that are like, you know, that every woman is beautiful in their own right. And these women are flaunting their cellulite, their saggy boobs, their stretch marks, their wrinkles, like they're owning it. I was so inspired by that, that I'm starting to do it now. And people are 
resonating with so much more than any of my perfectly curated photos. I feel like we could do a whole episode on social media and like the toxicity of it because that's a whole rabbit hole, right? Yes. Um, But with your flaws, your imperfections, it's so funny because what I've noticed is people will find beautiful the things you hate the most about yourself. And it's really interesting. I also love that you were talking about affirmations because the journal for today for the challenge was all about affirmations. Oh my God, so aligned. So aligned. I love what you said of at first, it's going to feel like a lie and you're not going to believe it. And I love that you kept up with it and now you believe it. For me, that shit did not work. That just sold like toxicity and lies in my head every single time that I told myself, oh my God, I am a multimillionaire. My whole body was like, no, you're not. Like, have you looked at your bank account? So I want to offer also a different perspective for the audience of, yes, you can keep at it and your body's going to eventually believe it. But also if you're like me and you're like, "Mm, no, lie, lie, lie. Try starting with something believable. For me, that money talk for myself was, instead of being like, I am a multimillionaire, it started with, I am learning how to be good with money. So that is believable in my body. Therefore, it's achievable. Yes, that's so true. And that's a really good point because with my money affirmations, I tried that same one. I tried the, I am a multimillionaire and it's like, uh, girl, you haven't been making any money in the past year and a half. Like that's Mm -hmm. not happening. And so I changed it to something along the lines of like, I'm on my way to becoming a multimillionaire and just changing the language to make it believable because the whole part of manifestation and affirmations is you need to have the emotion connected to it. If you are saying, Mm -hmm. I love my body and then you clench up and you feel anxious and you're just like icky. You feel icky when you say it. That's not going to help. But if you're able to say like, I am learning to love my body, Mm -hmm. then eventually you'll get to a point where you're like, you know what? No, fuck. I love my body. Exactly. At some point, that's going to become the lie of I am learning. And it's like, no, we're already there. Therefore, you can change it, right? So it's just a matter of finding what works for you and doing that. And again, that goes back to your purpose of using your voice and finding your story and finding the story that is your truth. Absolutely. And that that one right there, your truth, not mm-hmm. what your parents taught you, not what's expected from you, but your soul's truth. And here's the thing with that, that gets to change at any moment. Your truth might be something right now and six months down the line that could shift. And that is completely valid. Yeah. Honor that and give you know we give you permission to evolve and grow and that's one of the best parts of this human experience is that we are capable of changing and changing our truth as we go because one thing that works for us at one point in our life I know that when I was in my survival mode my truth was much much different than it is now but that doesn't discount that it was my truth and that's exactly what it needed to be at that time absolutely absolutely phenomenal reminder (laughs) 
the people listening. So as we are nearing the end of this conversation, which I mean, I could talk with you all day, every day. Literally, we could have like five episodes. Yeah, right. Uh, So do you want to tell the listeners how they can find you? For sure. So I am on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of the social medias at Ruby Skelton, R-U-B-I-S-K-I-L-T-O-N, or if you want like podcasting stuff at Podcast and Co on Instagram. And then my podcast is Launcher Flaws. It might be down right now because I'm getting ready to launch season two. So I kind of like took it offline for a bit. But yeah, whenever that comes back on, you're going to be able to find that on Apple, Spotify, Google, all of the above. And what would you like to leave the listeners with? Own your truth, use your voice and share the message that you carry within yourself. Go on that journey to find that deep, like, what does your soul sound like? Mm, Yes. And it's so funny as you're saying that I'm realizing that I have goosebumps because it makes so much sense that we're so connected because my purpose is helping people be more vulnerable and find the power in vulnerability. And you have to be vulnerable with yourself and with others to really own your truth and use your voice Absolutely. It just stacks on each other. Yes, so beautifully. Yes, I love it. And Danny, when's your master class on the 20? It's the 22nd. So it's it's going to be done by the time that this comes out. Can they touch the replay? Yes, yes. They can absolutely catch the replay. Thank you, girl. You got me. I got you. (laughs) Yes, if y'all want check out the replay just shoot me a dm at healthy foodie tx or the perfectly broken podcast i would love to send you a replay of my masterclass. it's all about the power of vulnerability and how you can use it to enhance your own life in every single fucking way like i'm so passionate about vulnerability i just know this master class is going to be fire so check that out and if you're listening to this and resonated, screenshot this, share it on social media and tag us telling us what you're flaunting this week. Yes, I love this. See, you guys, like Ruby is just the best. <laughs> She's just the absolute best. So we love a good call to action. Yes. All right. And if y'all got anything out of this, like, subscribe, follow. I guess those are kind of the same things. Rate, review, do all the good stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you so, so much for being on my episode. And I can't wait for my episode to come out for your season two. And we can just continue to go back and forth. And I, you're always good. Yes. Yes. All the stuff. Thank you for having me, Danny. This was so fun. Yes. All right. Bye, y'all.